Hey everyone, I'm Ricky, one half of the Streaming Buds. And I'm Nat, the other half of the Streaming Buds. This episode of The Streaming Buds was from our radio show archive. It was originally aired on Radio DePaul, where the initial podcast was released. We hope that you will enjoy it. What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Jeremiah. Hey, what's up? This is Steve-O from Jackass. You're listening to Radio DePaul. Radio DePaul. Radio DePaul. Is Chicago's College Connection. Good evening, Radio DePaul. This is the Streaming Buds on Radio DePaul, Chicago College Connection. Last week, we had a discussion about the animated DC film, Batman Under the Red Hood. If you miss our episode on that, I highly encourage you to watch the movie. What we're talking about today, Nat? Well, this week we will be discussing the 2019 DC film Shazam with this review of the Streaming Buds. Let's start off with some basic info. Where can we watch this, Ricky? Let the people know. You can watch Shazam on HBO Max as well on Hulu and Amazon Prime Video but through their premium subscription options. The film can also be accessed through YouTube, Google Play, Movies, and TV. Also, Voodoo for $3.99. Who made this film, Natalie? Produced by New Lion Cinema and distributed by Warner Bros. Pictures, Shazam is the seventh installment in the DC Extended Universe, or the DCEU. It was directed by David F. Sandberg from a screenplay by Henry Gaiden and a story written by Gaiden and Darren Lemke. A live action Shazam movie has been in the works for a while actually, having first been brought up in the early 2000s. It wasn't until 2009 that the film went into pre-production with Peter Siegel as director, John August as the writer, and Dwayne Johnson being considered to star as the villain Black Adam. The film was officially announced in 2014. Many changes occurred as individuals signed on to other projects. In February of 2017, Sandberg was signed on to direct while Levi was cast that October. The film was released in April of 2019. One notable thing about Sajam is that it is based off a comic book character from the 1930s called Captain Marvel, originally published by Fawcett Comics. However, the character was then trademarked as the character was then known as Sajam because of legal issues that stemmed from the character's long, confusing history. However, you don't need to know any of that to enjoy the movie. Ricky, what is the plot of this movie? Thank you, Natalie. The plot of Sajam goes as we all have a superhero inside of us. It takes a bit of magic to bring it out. In 14-year-old Billy Baston's case, all he needs to do is shout out one word to transform into the dot superhero. Sazam! Still a kid at heart. Sazam reveals the new version of himself by doing what any other teen would do. Have fun while testing out his newfound powers, but he needs a master them quickly before the evil Dr. Thaddeus Savannah can get his hands on Sazam's abilities. The source of this week's plot summary was from Google. Here's Natalie with the cast list. 
Thank you, Ricky. And now here is the cast list for Shazam. We have Zachary Levi as Shazam, the wizard's champion and Billy's superhero alter ego. Asher Angel as Billy Batson, a troubled orphan searching for his biological mother. Mark Strong plays Dr. Thaddeus Savannah, a scientist who was turned down as a potential champion and soon becomes Shazam's nemesis. Jack Dylan Grazier as Frederick Freddie Freeman, Billy's physically disabled foster brother and a fan of superheroes, who mentors Billy on the use of his newfound powers. Jimon Hansu as Shazam, the last surviving member of the Council of Wizards. Faith Herman as Darla Dudley, Billy's good-natured younger foster sister. Grace Fulton as Mary Bromfield, Billy's mature, academically-driven older foster sister. Ian Chen as Eugene Choi, Billy's younger foster brother, an obsessive gamer and techie. Jovan Armand as Pedro Pena, Billy's older foster brother, a shy, sensitive boy who has trouble opening up. Marta Milans as Rosa Vasquez, the foster mother of Billy and his siblings, and Cooper Andrews as Victor Vasquez, Billy and his siblings' foster father. Now I will say there are other characters, but I don't wanna say who plays who because that will kind of spoil the movie, but also it just saves time with the whole cast list. Like there's a lot of people. Thank you, Natalie. Yes, there are a lot of people. So watch the film to figure out who's in it. All right, and with that, we're gonna head into our pre-discussion for Shazam. So when this came out, I was very suspicious of DC and their whole DCEU because of my past experiences, namely with Justice League and like Batman vs Superman. Like those are the two that I first seen in the DCEU. Justice League, I literally fell asleep. I fell asleep during the huge battle scene. I literally fell asleep, but also I was on a plane like from Europe, like back to the US. So maybe that was partly why, but also it was just so boring. Like if it wasn't boring, like I probably would have been staying awake. Batman vs Superman, I thought it was okay, but then I heard a lot of critiques on it, kind of thought about it and I was like, yeah, it's not, not a good film. But anyways, people have been saying that Shazam and Aquaman have been some of the great DC films. And honestly, I don't doubt their opinion too much. I don't know, I just, I just never like found the time to watch it. And I was just also just really unmotivated to watch another DCEU film based on my past experiences. And since we were on the DC train earlier, I thought, why not finally give this film a shot? It's been almost two years since its release and I still hadn't seen it. Now, here we are. Ricky? Quick disclaimer. I actually am neutral on the whole DC and uh, DC Extended Universe movies. At one time, <laughs> I did watch a good few of them in theaters. However, I do know they are very flawed movies. I actually never watched Justice League, mostly because I was very scared off the fact that the film was kind of like a aptly directed by one director and then directed by another director. Usually that is not as bad, but then I heard that like it would, some scenes were like cut out, some scenes were added in. And it seemed like a Frankenstein mess that I, sh a Frankenstein mess that I shouldn't even deal with as audience. Fast forward to me watching Sazam actually in theaters, I, 
liked it then and yes I seen this movie in theaters because that is when you could watch a movie in theaters in 2019 before the now times um but yeah I knew about this like I thought it was very interesting based on the trailer I I knew very little about the character other than being almost a carbon copy of Superman like basically Superman as a kid and all of that drama that caused Lego action. Um, but yeah, like I was really interested about like seeing a live action um, version of Sazam as I also did see Sazam as a um, animated version, both his like little short film of Sazam and Superman and him and uh, Justice League, the animated series. So I'm really excited about it. My disclaimer earlier was basically that I am a big DC fan, however, not in live action sense. So don't think that I'm biased in this one because I was very the surprise when I seen this latest and let's see if I'm surprised if it's still good. Now that we have all of that information down, it is time to discuss what we liked about the film followed by what we didn't quite enjoy. This is the part of the show where we have a heavy spoiler discussion of Shazam. So, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly recommend discovering the film for yourself if you have yet to do so. You have been warned. Please leave. Leave if you've never seen this movie. I literally didn't see this for two years, and I'm happy that I knew nothing about this film. So please, do leave if you're planning on watching it. Like, please, please. Since this was my recommendation of the week, I will go first with what I liked. All right, I'm gonna start off with the story in general. I think it was really well written. Um, just kind of looking back on it, just it flowed pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I liked the story. The story was both well written and also just um, pretty cohesive in my opinion. On top of the story, though, I really liked the characters. The characters themselves were just so unique. I especially liked Freddie Friedman. He has such a great personality. I think he was my favorite character in the film. I would say he was my favorite character in the film. Certain other characters, not so much. To be, you know, we'll talk about that soon. But I liked him, and honestly, even the villain was interesting. I will say this, I was calling him the Magic 8-Ball Man because I did not know his name. I'm sorry. I just, I did not know. It didn't really sit, spell it out in the movie. I didn't know until Ricky told me. Thank you, Ricky. <laughs> um, but Dr. Savannah, he was very intimidating, very interesting. Very interesting, I will say. Um, even his design, like, he has, like, the weird power in his, like, eye. Like, that was kind of reminding me of the Magic 8-Ball. I don't know, like, just, you know, like, the blue thing in the Magic 8-Ball. Whatever. But anyways, he was really interesting. He was a good villain. Um, and I think we'll be seeing more of him. So. I also really loved the ending slash unexpected event. Basically, all the kids get powers, which I thought was so heartwarming and so, like, just so, like, wholesome. Like, just that whole act of, like, giving the powers to his, like, foster siblings, like, that just shows how much of a family they've become. I absolutely loved that, and I loved that they got the lair that they always wanted. It was so great. Like, I love those characters. Um, what else? What else? 
Oh, honestly, yeah. So I love those characters. I really want to see more of them. I'm sad that we only seen them like in the end like that, like the super versions of all the kids. I don't know. Like I was hoping there was going to be a Shazam too, and there is going to be. So I'm hoping we see more of like the little league, like this league of Shazam people. Like, I don't know what to call them. The champions? Like, I don't know. But this, this, these foster kids, you know, like just them being superheroes. So cool. The other ending slash unexpected event, Superman? Question mark? I, I don't know. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Especially when they didn't show his face. Like, uh, I think Ricky will have more to say on that. I don't know. I just, so interesting. Just, oh my gosh. Lastly, some of the jokes were actually decent. Um, for example, Billy buying the beer, but then hating it. And then just them two getting a ton of snacks instead. You know, I feel that. Like, no we don't like that we don't like that stuff <laughs> so so yeah some of the jokes were decent again i will talk about the negatives ricky i have to add two things one the name of the kids as superpowers including billy as well is called the sajam family and really yes that's, that's so cute <laughs> i love that so much yeah, it is a callback to the original name of the team from a golden age and recently. Nice. Cool. And second thing that I was going to bring up is they were going to have the um, Henry Cavill come back as Superman, but because the film was so delayed, Henry Cavill was actually preoccupied with filming The Witcher and he looked nothing like Superman back then. Ah. So they couldn't even bring him as a face. That so makes they just sense. did chin up. But honestly, I thought that happened because, uh, but Henry Cavill, uh, I thought they didn't show his face because that was during a time where he wasn't signed on as Superman. Is he still even considered Superman in the DCEU or are they changing um, He's him? coming back because of the uh, Zack Snyder cut. And I think there's rumors, unless it was also um, confirmed, that he is coming back for a few more films. Sweet. Yeah. Um, now I'm going to talk about what I liked about Sazam because we are totally going to talk about more DC stuff too, later. Um, I really like the special effects added in the movie. Um, they brought out life in the universe from these characters, from the small things like the lightning effects from the superpower characters to the important things like the seven deadly sins. The latter was both no surprise and a delight knowing of Sandberg's history of directing horror films. It works as a nod to his previous work, Lights Out and Annabelle, but also creates a reason why the sins are truly the worst evils and why they need to be stopped. Additionally, the film has a quite a few scenes that are practical effects including, but not limited to, the Crocodile Men um, in the door scene. The Sasam family glowing lightning symbols. Oh, and the Ferris wheel getting destroyed. Yes, you heard me. They actually had the Ferris wheel scene as a cracker effect. I also really like that this movie was not styled to demonstrate compelling motives from a traditional cartoony villain, like Dr. Savannah, as this is a superhero movie. And DC and Marvel are very victims of making their villains too cartoony or 
to out there. Because in the comics, he's just a crazy doctor character who has an evil plan to take over the world and for your Shazam. So having a reliable, tragic story in a character that, who doesn't typically receive much nuance is very compelling. And I'm very glad that they did not do the stupid trope that got modern comic book movies do, which is kill off the villain, especially if it's a good villain. Additionally, the overall theme of the film through tragedy and personal flaws to become pure of heart as it is not a place you are born to be, but it's something we are capable of being is a very good message. Lastly, my favorite scene of the film was the dot dollar scene of her saving Santa in super speed and saying, I've been a good girl this year, Why Santa face was just a pure horror. And it was like, what just happened? It was very funny. And him seeing him later just going off on the news was also hilarious. All right, now we're gonna move on to what we didn't like. So I just have two main things. Like I kind of alluded to, some of the jokes were kind of just trying too hard. I can't really think of a specific example, but along with that, I felt like they were trying too hard to be like Marvel because Marvel movies have this great balance of humor, action, you know, like comedy and action basically. And, you know, the post credit scene, that's like a whole Marvel thing. But DC literally did that in this movie. I feel like they did it in their other movies too. DCEU, why? <laughs> they actually had three post credit scenes, guys. I wasn't going to notify oh. this, but literally three different scenes. One setting up Suzanne 2, one actually ending the movie, and then the third one quotes Aquaman. I'm so confused. Wait, I'm confused. What? Were these all in the same movie? Yes. At first, it was like at the end, like second ending, like you have Savannah in the jail cell, then you have Mr. Mine, and then the second one was Superman actually ending the movie. Oh, it set up that Freddy really like wanted to meet a superhero, and it finished that off, and then it ended with them testing out if he could talk to Fish or not, hinting Aquaman. That's kind of insane. Then I missed it. I probably just didn't see it. I gotta go back and watch it now. All right, well, we're gonna add that to why I don't like the film because it is literally trying to copy Marvel. Try to be your own thing, DC. My other thing I didn't really like was Zachary Levi's performance. Honestly, like when Billy becomes, when he first becomes Shazam, Zachary Levi is just completely off. I don't know, like he just doesn't really do a great job of showing that confusion. I don't know, it was really awkward. It was really awkward, I will call it awkward. Um, I mean, it was decent like later on, but just not amazing to me. I've seen Zachary Levi perform like on Broadway. Like he's amazing and she loves me, completely different character. So I know he's a good actor and stuff, but like he, just his performance here just didn't wow me really. And honestly, I liked some of the other champions better and again, like I said, we didn't even get to see them very long. In particular, I liked Mead Good as Adult Darla and Adam Brody as Adult Freddy. Um, we also have Ross Butler as Adult uh, Eugene. And then um, there's another actor that plays the adult Pedro. They're all really good. Like, But in particular, I liked the adult Darla and the adult Freddy. They were really charming. And we only seen them for a little bit. Like, bruh, big, huge bruh moment. 
So yeah, again, I'm looking forward to Shazam 2. Maybe we'll get to see some of these characters and the same actors. Ricky? Yeah, Natalie, I agree with you. The film has a slight tone pacing issue in the beginning of the film because of the flashbacks often switching genres from a comedy and a drama at an uncanny pace on a second watch. Though those tragic flashback scenes are necessary to follow the plot, and I've still really enjoyed the Dr. Savannah introduction scene introducing the conflict of the film we're about to watch. I think the flashbacks with Billy as a child could have been more sparingly used throughout the film, maybe while having a conversation with his foster family when reasoning why he doesn't want to let them in his life. As even though seeing Billy left abandoned by his mother was a very touching scene and it did pay off later on the film, I think it was just too soon for the film to give us a another uncomfortable to real scene like 30 minutes after we just went through the introduction. I think it was just too soon. That being said, the film touched up important issue that a lot of films don't, including superhero movies. Similarly, the film doesn't utilize the foster family to the degree I would have wanted them to, as a lot of the best parts of the film have them in it. I especially love the scenes where Billy empowered his siblings and created a chance for all of these comedic actors to use their comedy charm. As Natalie mentioned, and I mentioned earlier, Dala and Freddy adult actors were really good. That being said, the film is still one of the better DC films in recent years, and I'm really excited to see both the sequel and the Black Adam spinoff starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson to be released with the success of this film. And yes, it is actually confirmed that Black Adam is getting his own film later in a few years. Sweet. I'm actually really invested in this. I'm kind of surprised. And now we're going to talk about how we would rate this film. All right. I rated this a 9 out of 10. Honestly, a great DC film. Probably my fave from the DCEU so far. I will literally say that. I don't know how many are out already because I know Marvel has so many movies. DC might have maybe like 10, I'm going to guess. Um, so it's still kind of like starting out. But honest, honestly, again, this is my favorite DCEU film. I gave it a point off for trying to be like Marvel. I gave it a 9 out of 10 as well. Even though I do have flaws with the tono, um, toning pacing of the film, it's still a very good movie. And props to DC for actually creating a nice DC film. I'm... Very excited to see what else they could do in the future if they just give the people they hired curated freedom. Indeed. And that was our review of Shazam! I hope you guys enjoyed it. Tune in next week for our review of the other great 90s cult classic sitcom starring the late, great Phil Hartman. News Radio! Shazam! You're listening to Radio DePaul. Awarded Best Station in the Nation 2020. And that was our episode from the Radio DePaul Archive. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. This was The Streaming Buds. I'm Ricky. And I'm Nat. Follow us on Twitter at Streaming Buds, capital S, capital B, and Instagram at The Streaming Buds, all lowercase, all one word. Or you can email us at thestreamingbuds at gmail.com for any questions or fan mail that you guys would like to send.